Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Welcome to the Portland Center for Spiritual Living and Happy Easter, everyone. I'm Reverend Larry King. I'm the senior minister here. And I'd just like to invite you to relax and enjoy our Easter service. I do have a few announcements for you. First of all, Sunday services will be on Facebook Live, routers and internet willing. So on Sundays at 11 o'clock, find us on Facebook Live. And Wednesday meditations we're doing on Zoom. So if you have your Wednesdays free at 7 p.m., please join us for an hour of meditation and readings. You'll find the information for both our Sunday service and our Wednesday meditations online at cslportland.org. So today, I'd like to start out with a meditation. For those of you who have been here in person before, you'll know that our 9 a.m. service features a meditation. And I thought I might treat you to one of my favorite meditations, this one by Jack Kornfeld in the Buddhist tradition. So this meditation uses words, images, and feelings to invoke loving kindness and friendliness, both to yourselves and others. With each repetition of the phrases, we're expressing an intention and a planting of the seeds of loving wishes over and over in our hearts and in our minds. And with a loving heart as the background, all that we attempt, all that we encounter will open and flow easily. So I invite you to just sit comfortably, let your body rest, be relaxed, Let your heart and your muscles be soft. For just now, let go of any plans, any preoccupations. Just begin with yourself. Breathe gently and recite inwardly the following traditional Buddhist phrases directed to your own well-being. You begin with yourself because without loving yourself, it is surely almost impossible to love others. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer dangers. May I be well in my body and in my mind. And may I be at ease and happy. As you repeat these phrases, picture yourself as you are right now. Hold that image in a heart of loving kindness. Or perhaps you will find it easier. You can even picture yourself as a child. Adjust the words and images as you like. As we say together, may I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer dangers. May I be well in my body and in my mind. May I be at ease and happy. Now be aware that this meditation, it might feel mechanical at times or awkward. It can also bring up feelings contrary to loving kindness. If this happens, it is especially important to be patient and loving towards yourself. Allow whatever arises in your mind just to be received 
in a spirit of friendliness, of kind affection. Know that the thoughts drift in, but they also drift out. Let us say again, may I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer dangers. May I be well in mind and body. May I be at ease and happy. Whether the images or feelings are clear or not, in the end it doesn't matter. In meditation they will always be subject to change. Simply continue to plant the seeds of loving wishes, repeating them in your mind and in your heart, no matter what comes up for you. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be safe from inner and outer dangers. May I be well in my mind and in my body. May I be at ease and happy. When you feel you have established a stronger sense of loving kindness towards yourself, now it's time to begin including others. After this focus on yourself, now choose a benefactor, someone who has been entirely loving and kind to you, someone in your life who has truly cared for you. Picture this person in your mind's eye and recite the same phrases. May you be filled with loving kindness. May you be safe from inner and outer dangers. May you be well in your mind and in your body. May you be at ease and happy. Just allow that image and your feelings that you have towards this benefactor support our meditation today. Whether the image or feelings are not entirely clear doesn't matter. In meditation, they will be subject to change. Just continue to plant the seeds of loving wishes, repeating the phrase gently, no matter what arises. Expressing gratitude towards our benefactors, it's a natural form of love. In fact, some people find loving kindness for themselves so hard that they begin their practice with a benefactor. This, too, is fine. The rule in loving-kindness practice is to follow the way that most easily opens your heart. Let us bless our benefactor again. Picture him or her in our mind. May you be filled with loving-kindness. May you be safe from inner and outer dangers. May you be well in your mind and your body. May you be at ease and happy. When you feel you've established a stronger sense of loving kindness for a benefactor, let us now expand this meditation to include friends, family, and neighbors. Think of these people inwardly and recite the same phrases. May they be filled with loving kindness. May they be safe from inner and outer dangers. 
May they be well in their mind and in their bodies. May they be at ease and happy. Allow the images and feelings for your friends, your family, your neighbors. Just allow them to drift in and out of your mind. Allow them to support the meditation. Sense their differences as well as your shared values. Allow yourself to mentally extend a hand of compassion and willingness. Like a photo gallery, picture the many friends, neighbors, and family members that have touched your life. Extend your heart, extend your compassion as we recite the phrases. May they be filled with loving kindness. May they be safe from inner and outer dangers. May they be well in their body and in their mind. May they be at ease and happy. And now, for Easter and for the discomfort that's come into the world right now, let us extend our field of loving kindness out to the entire planet. Surely our hearts are big enough to share our compassion and our goodwill to everyone in this troubling time. Imagine your loving kindness going out far and wide, across the oceans, across the land, across any barriers and distances. See, if you can, the planet and see all of its people healthy, whole, happy. Let us recite the phrases together. May everyone be filled with loving kindness. May they be safe from inner and outer dangers. May they be well in body and mind. And may they be filled with ease and happiness. Let us say it one last time together. May everyone be filled with loving kindness. May they be safe for inner and outer dangers. May they be well and happy. May everyone be at ease. And so it is. So let us start with talking about Easter today. I'm glad you've all joined me. And today we celebrate Easter, of course, and the resurrection of Jesus. And this year I'd like to take a more personal take on this theme of rebirth and resurrection. In this time of sickness and isolation for many of us, I'd like to go out on a limb and talk about the resurrection of the whole planet and an invitation to look inward for a personal rebirth. But, but let me start with the, the Bible story that goes with the resurrection. So I'm reading from Luke 24. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their heads and faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. 
Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful ones, be crucified, and then on the third day be raised again? And then they did remember the words. Well, when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. So I think for many of us today, we're in that position of, of wanting things to be back the way they were. We're in a, a position of wishing we could roll back the clock into a semblance of everyday ordinary life. I think we're, we're called upon to, to wish that things could be different than they are right now and think back to uh, a few months ago and our lives then and, and, and even desire to move back in time. Or, or maybe to skip forward into a time that looks like a time from the past. But the thing about resurrection is that it is never going to be the same as the life was in the past. And I, I want to talk about resurrection in two forms today. First, the resurrection of the planet. Like Jesus, the earth has been delivered into the hands of foolish men. Its waters have been polluted, its skies have been darkened with smog, its animal life has been devastated, its resources plundered. With global warming, it may indeed about to be sacrificed simply for the convenience and the ignorance of humankind. And now a virus has come along to remind us that the earth has its own reset mechanisms. While we shelter at home, the air and the water are clearing. Some cities have seen clear blue skies again for the first time in over 20 years. And a national satellite imaging shows a remarkable drop in pollutants by as much as 30%. CO2 emissions, now that we're all sheltering in place, CO2 emissions are also down to levels that scientists would say would cure global warming if we kept it up. Without some of our factories running at full capacity, water pollution has at least temporarily been lessened. Our impact on the planet itself has been lessened. The earth, nearly strangled, is now in a Sabbath, a holy time of respite. You have to ask, are we human beings going to ignore our chance to help the planet heal? Will we ignore this opportunity for newness that might reverse global warming, might clean up our cities, might aid the planning in rebirth? Or maybe the planet will take care of itself. Maybe it doesn't need to have our help to start a clean slate. Maybe this virus is just one of the ways that the planet will be reborn into wholeness and grace once again. Well, I'd like to think that we have our part in that. I'd like to think that this is a time that we as the human race can begin to learn to treat the planet better, to, to understand that what we have been doing for so long perhaps can no longer be sustained. And, and during this reset, during this time of us stepping back and reflecting upon the world, maybe we too can do our part 
into a rebirth, into a newness of the planet that can be sustained. Well, before we talk about a personal resurrection, I did manage to find a joke for you, an Easter joke. So the Sunday school teacher was working hard to answer all of the kids' questions about Easter. He explained the trouble leading up to Good Friday. He talked about Jesus' death at Calvary. He explained that his body was taken to a tomb where it rested for three days, but when it got to the resurrection itself, the kids were having trouble understanding. Little Johnny raised his hand. I don't know exactly, he said, but I do know that if the resurrection lasts for more than four hours, you're supposed to call a doctor. So is it time to call the doctor? See, I think it is. I think we have become so befuddled in our desires of acquisition, befuddled in wanting the world to look a certain way, That when things go awry, that when things come out of the ordinary as they are right now, it is a cry for help. It is time for us to see perhaps a spiritual doctor. And so today I'm inviting us all to witness and to have for ourselves a personal resurrection. Now, what I mean by a personal resurrection is a time of reflection, a time of Sabbath, a time for us to take that inward journey and see if the trouble that we're going through right now might be a call for our own awakening. I want to use an example. When my mom had been very ill towards the end of her life, we did our best to, to, to move her into town close to us so that I could see her every day. Uh, but her care became difficult at one point to where she really couldn't live with us anymore. She was a, a large woman and it was difficult to help her with bathing and other things. And our, our house had stairs in it, which she really wasn't able to, to work out. And so she and I went on a quest to find an assisted living place where she would be happy. I remember we initially were kind of looking at it as though we were shopping for anything. Do you know what I mean? It's like, uh, uh, who has the best food and, uh, and where are the rooms a little better and so on and so forth. And so we picked out a place for her and signed the papers and uh, arranged to have friends help us move her in. But I don't think she really, really thought about her living there. Up until then, it had been a shopping experience, and suddenly, here she was, living in a place that was unfamiliar, still close by, of course, to friends and family, but a quite different living situation. She had given up a lot, and it threw her into a bit of a depression. Here, everything was new. Everything that she had lived her life for and in and with was completely topsy-turvy. She had moved up to Portland from living at the beach a few months earlier. Then she had lived with us for a short period of time. So a lot of her stuff was in storage. And because of her tiny new little uh, assisted living apartment, she might never see again. And so she sank into a depression. Everything was different, nothing she could count on. She felt alone and isolated. And I'm I'm guessing that some of you feel that way right now. Well, I got to tell you, I was visiting her every day, and every day it didn't seem to be getting better. I remember getting a call from the assisted living place saying that she had refused some of her meals. But it was very interesting. One day I got there, 
and there was no one in her room. And of course, at first I was like, oh my gosh, what has happened to my mom? And so I went down the hall to where there was a little reception area. And I said, where's my mom? And the woman said, oh, she's down watching a movie. And I went, watching a movie? And so I went downstairs and the place she was in had a little kind of a home theater situation for the elders to watch old movies. And sure enough, there was my mom. She was watching one of her favorite old movies. I think it had Humphrey Bogart in it and something about a riverboat. And I started to interrupt her and she said, no, sit down. I'm watching a movie. And it was interesting. It was though on a dime she realized that a resurrection of her own heart was necessary. She looked at her little place, and I think in her heart of hearts, she said, well, am I just going to die now? Is all the life out of me taken away because I, I don't have what I used to have? Because the world has changed? Because my world and my life has changed in a way that perhaps I haven't chosen, that perhaps I don't even like all that well? Or is it a time of rebirth? And I have to tell you, in that one day, it's as though someone turned the light up on my mother again. She started inviting people to her little apartment for bridge. She started going on activities that the the assisted living place had arranged for the people who live there. I remember another time I went to visit her and they said, oh, she's not here. She's down at the beach. We chartered a bus, right? It's as though she decided it was time to live, to look forward to the newness, to take advantage of some of the ideas and opportunities that she had never had before. But you'll notice she did go through something almost like a death, like a reset, like perhaps what some of us are going through right now. And so today, in terms of a a personal rebirth, in terms of a personal resurrection, I'm asking you to look not only at what Perhaps right now is uncomfortable for you. I know many of you are out of work and at home. I know many of you are are sheltering with family and not going out. I know that some of you have to go about your business as though nothing were wrong when when things are wrong, when you might be putting yourself in danger by, by being in a retail store or other things. I know all of us have concerns for our safety and are wondering what what is going to happen next? Well, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I do know that it will be new. We will never go back to the way that we were three months ago. The world just doesn't work that way. And so I invite us to have an openness in our heart. I invite us to begin seeing the possibilities for for a new life. If we are to spend some of the coming months sheltered together, how can I make that part of heaven on earth? How can I begin seeing that as as the newness in my life to be cherished if perhaps I'm on the, the front lines and working in a retail store or, or out in the world where I have to be exposed to more contacts and more people, how do I see that as the opportunity for moving forward? How do I begin embracing the newness in this world 
not shutting down, not backing away from it, not being fearful. Now, certainly I'm suggesting we take our cautions, right? We wear our face masks. We do what's necessary in the moment to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe. But at the same time, we need to look towards the future, to the newness, to the resurrection of the planet and the resurrection of our own lives. How is the rest of 2020 going to be different than what we have experienced so far? What opportunities might exist for me in my spiritual development, in my ability to help other people, in what I bring to the planet? I'm asking each one of us to focus in on a resurrection. For those of us who have been sick, this is an opportunity to evaluate what's really important. Like my mother did in the nursing home, she decided it was time to live, that it was time to enjoy herself again, time to make new friends and do new things. For some of us in essential businesses that that continue, is this an opportunity to see how we can provide services to the world, maybe through telecommuting? Or if not, how can we continue moving forward while we keep ourselves and our employees safe? For those of us sheltering at home, it's an opportunity to truly see what we can do at home. Maybe it's time to start a new home-based business. Maybe it's time to use our, our home as a true sanctuary and make improvements to it. But even more personally, I think this time, this particular time in history with all of us, it's the wake-up call. Have we been doing what we should be doing? There's no turning back. But what might we do in this time of newness to move us forward? Is there some new career that I'd like to pursue? Is there some new way of doing, uh, doing my old activities from home? Is there a way that I can express myself fully in the world that uses less of the natural resources and, and involves traveling around less? Is there, is there a way of expressing myself fully that, that does leave a small footprint on the planet rather than a large one? To summarize, Easter is all about making things new. It's about the resurrection of the planet. It's about the resurrection of ourselves. During this planetary reset, what can we do to make the new normal full of possibilities, full of brightness, full of lightness? How can we turn this crisis truly into a splendid opportunity for ourselves, for our family, for our communities, and for the planet? Well, I don't know whether I've ever assigned homework on Easter before, but here goes. I hope you're willing. Think of ways that the pandemic has changed your life. Then, see if you can visualize these changes leading to something positive. So think of ways that the pandemic has changed your life, your personal life, and then see if you can visualize that these changes are leading to something positive. Can you see a resurrection of the planet? Can you see your own self bathed in newness? That's your homework. I'm going to offer up a prayer before we move forward. I do have a special candle lighting ritual planned for us as well. So let us pray. 
There is one power, one presence, one life, one love, just this one thing. And what I know about it, it is everything. It is this planet, this universe. It is our our communities. It is moving through our friends and family and through us as individuals. God is everywhere present. And because of this, I know that the the light and life of possibilities is blossoming within my own heart. I know that as I look around me, I, I don't see that the light is somehow being dimmed. It's actually becoming brighter. The potential for my life is truly unlimited. And as I look around and see that things are different, that newness calls to me. That newness reminds me that in order for things to get better, they always have to change. That in order for things to become excellent, they have to move beyond where they are right now. And that in order for the world to be reborn, there is a peace in all of us that must pass away. And so for myself, for everyone that can hear my voice today, I, I offer that blessing of newness. I see the possibilities ahead that come from this time of trouble. And so I'm grateful for this awareness, grateful to embrace newness in my own life, grateful for the possibilities ahead. And in gratitude, I release this prayer into the activity, into that action of the law, that action of the law that always says yes. Yes, my beloved, yes. And together we say, and so it is. Well, now is our time of conscious giving. I just want to remind you all that you can donate online at cslportland.org. Really, any of the pages on our website has a link to donate. Just look at the the bottom of any of the pages on our website and, and you can donate to us. Of course, we hope to have the building open again sometime in the future. And, and in order to keep the building here, our mortgage payments go on and so forth. So if it's in your heart to donate to us, I would certainly appreciate it. I'd like to close today with something a little different. I have in mind a candlelighting service for us, something to anchor in that idea of newness in our lives. And so if you will, just follow along with me. There's going to be a place for your participation at the end. First of all, I light the first candle as a symbol for unity. I know and claim that all of humanity, we all are unified Unified in keeping each other safe, vibrant, well. Unified in making this planet a more peaceful, a more joyous place. I know that in complete unity, our friends, families, and neighbors can always be close to us. Never will we be separate. Our people are always present, always connected, despite distance or circumstances. We simply are one. I light this candle as a symbol for wholeness. I know and claim that we were created in the image and in the likeness of spirit itself and that spirit is completely whole. As God is perfect, so are we as the human race and as its individual members. Each of us is made in the perfect image of spirit. 
each of us healthy and free. Anything unlike perfect health may be discarded right now. All of us restored and reborn on this Easter Sunday in wholeness. We are whole. I light this candle as a symbol for loving kindness. I know and claim God's love and compassion is present for each one of us, both as individuals and collectively. Each of us takes up this spiritual responsibility to care for ourselves, our friends, our family, our neighborhood, and the planet. We are a global family. We are in the midst of love. I light this candle as a symbol for newness. I know that each of us senses newness pressing into our lives right now. Each of us can feel the planet being resurrected in newness, and each of us may feel uncomfortable about this. It may feel dangerous or even frightening, but change and newness are constant. They cannot be avoided. This candle is a reminder that the resurrection of the planet and our own rebirth invites us to leave behind the parts of our existence that no longer serve us. Without newness, improvements can never be made. Without newness, we will never achieve the dreams of our heart. As I light this candle, each of us may contemplate it as a symbol of welcome change. We are raised from the ashes This last candle is a candle for you to use individually. So I put it in the place of honor in the middle of the other candles. This candle is a symbol of your personal resurrection. And looking into your heart, I invite you to see what is waiting there to be born. What rebirth, what renewal Do you need to move forward into this path of evolution? Is it abundance? Is it peace? Is it harmony? Let us pause for just a moment, each of us, as we personalize this ceremony with a part of ourselves. What will make all the difference in your life right now? So let me pause for just a moment as each of you thinks of the newness you would like to welcome into your life. Is it love? Is it peace? Is it joy? Is it faith? Just allow your higher wisdom self to recognize the newness for you in this year that is going to make all the difference. Bless you all. I'm going to close our Easter service today with a reading from Ernest Holmes, the founder of the Science of Mind. This is on the subject of rebirth. He says, Today the horizon is clear. The voyage starts anew. We are reborn. The true resurrection is not only from this life into the next. It takes place daily, hourly, as we shed the limited concepts of our previous life and come into the vineyard to gather the fruit of eternal spring. 
A person may be reborn, remade, and renewed in body and mind just through taking the time to get acquainted with his better self, just through coming to recognize the invisible and almost unknown guest who accompanies everyone through life, the spiritual presence within each one of us. We are all on the pathway of an internal existence, born anew daily, born of the divine spirit, growing into the knowledge of what it really means to be a son or daughter of spirit. And gradually, as this knowledge comes to us, and we follow the divine leading, we will grow in spiritual power. We should resurrect ourselves to the joy and the simplicity and the spontaneity of life. Let us leave the corpses of our dead yesterdays in the tomb of their own obscurity. We should live more abundantly in God this day, when we shall come out of our tomb of ignorance and disbelief. How glorious shall be that dawn. In our own thought and with silent trust, faith, childlike acceptance, we may, if we will, uproot all of the old patterns that have limited us and in their place replant the earth as a new Eden, and an Eden in which we may live in happiness, joy, and peace. Is it not wonderful that we, and only we, shall choose, and we, and only we, shall execute? And is it not wonderful to know that we may begin this change today? Bless you all. Thank you all for joining me today. And Happy Easter. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, You are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.